Money FM 89.3, best of the breakfast huddle. Why it matters on Money FM 89.3. Money FM 89.3. Good morning. It's the breakfast huddle. Elliot Danka, Bharti Jagdish, and Ryan Huang. It's time now for Why It Matters. Now, as the frequency of cyber attacks and data breaches continues to rise, Singapore leaders are now taking a zero trust approach as opposed to preventive measures. Now, with threats from cyber criminals and advanced persistent threat groups ever evolving, Singapore's Tau Express and the Netherlands' CFLW Cyber Strategies are teaming up on a project that could help. It's called Project Bianco. So the project aims to develop new technologies and it'll analyze, break and disrupt financial crimes which exploit virtual assets as a means of payment for illicit transactions. It'll work hand in hand as Tau Express specializes in using AI for intelligence analytics while CFLW Cyber Strategies provides solutions at the intersection of strategy and technology. Let's find out a little bit more about Project Bianco. Lam Kwok Yan, co-founder of Tau Express is on the line with us. Prof Lam, good morning. How are you? I'm fine. Thanks. Thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us. So Tau Express, as far as I understand, it's a company that's developed a novel AI-enabled intelligence analytics technology. So it's intelligence case retrieval system and implemented projects with clients from various domains. Okay, I'm no tech guy. Perhaps you could break it down and explain it more for us. Okay, so for Tau Express, we are basically a spin-off from a university project. So our main technology capability is to develop engines that we can automatically crawl information, uh, in this case specifically related financial related to financial crime okay. from the open sources. And then we apply AI engines to automatically analyze and relay such information to potentially correlate them or relate them to some detected money laundering or financial crime transactions that is analyzed or observed from the dark dark web. The thing is, we know that the COVID-19 lockdowns, by virtue of the fact that they moved a lot of human activities online, have increased the risk of cyber attacks and financial crime. Tell us more about the magnitude of this problem at this point. Well, it's certainly growing quite substantially. I think the fact that people have a lot less opportunity to do face-to-face meetings, uh, which is usually the, the means for verifying authenticities and, and integrities of data. So in this case, we sometimes don't even have the initial starting point that we know the data is genuine. We know we are talking to the genuine person. So this gives uh, vast opportunities for cyber attackers to exploit, like through sending or phishing emails when the victim is expecting some business uh, email from the partners or, or, or colleagues. So this uh, substantially increased the uh, opportunities for attack. And, and this is, of, of course, obvious from the, the kind of daily reports about cyber crimes, cyber attacks that is being reported in the media. And a lot of these things will eventually lead to data breach because organizations, whether they're big or small, international or local, could be victims of this type of data breach attack. And what we observe is that eventually the, the cyber attackers will try to monetize the, the data breach by selling the data in the internet. And this part of the internet is called the dark web. And this mm-hmm. is where our partners, DFLW, they specialize in 
observing and analyzing the dark web. And then the partnership between Tao and CISO is basically when they observe some transactions in the dark web, then we, we can use the AI capabilities uh, from Tao Express to look at the normal internet and whether there are dis- discussions or informations about certain, for example, big cryptocurrency wallet so that we can associate the activities or information in the normal internet as well as the one in the dark web. Mm. So this is uh, one of the key things uh, or key innovations that we are uh, working on together with Seaflow. Prof Lamy, obviously you're talking about Project Bianco. And very timely, of course, with uh, financial crime on the rise. Actually, I I have two questions. First one is, what's the most outstanding reason as to why we have an increase in financial crime in this day and age? And the second one is, why did you choose a company from the Netherlands? I mean, what's, what's the mutual benefit here? Okay, regarding the financial crime, first of all is, as mentioned earlier, the vulnerability of a lot of organizations has increased because of the whether it's COVID-19 or because of the connectivity they, they enjoy by putting up into the or joining the cyberspace. And with this exposure, so all this cyber attack can, can, can come in. And, and the key thing regarding to financial crime is, as mentioned earlier, the cyber attackers, they will eventually monetize the, the result of the attack. Uh, by selling the data. And now with some of the fintech innovation, which is good to the, 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 the economy, but at the same time, if you don't manage it properly, uh, it can also be misused by criminals to collect proceeds from the sales of the uh, stolen data. And of course, this is the, the, will become the traditional money laundering. And uh, so this part of the financial crime is getting serious because of the ease of access of cryptocurrencies or virtual assets for supporting this activity. And some more with the cryptocurrency or virtual, uh, virtual currencies, the expected characteristics of cryptocurrency is the anonymity. That mm-hmm. means that criminals will be able to convert yeah. the fruit of the cyber attack into real real world money without being detected or seen so that is the anonymity together with the cryptocurrency and in the context of data breach or cyber attack so that make the financial crime situation worsening but going to your second point why we choose to work with CISO, a dutch company in fact i knew the md of CISO, mark for quite some time. He used to be based in Singapore and working for the Dutch research organizations. And I, I started working with him on a blockchain project through the introduction of the Cybersecurity Agency. And uh, we share our view on the fintech innovation as well as the need to manage a risk that is brought along by some of the fintech innovation. And we both have some experience on law enforcement projects in the oh. past. So, so that's why we try to position our fintech innovation into the risk management of the cryptocurrencies to help law enforcement internationally. Because you like it or not, the cyberspace is borderless. So it, it will benefit more than just Singapore or Netherlands. Mm. And eventually we can help create a 
healthier, safer cyberspace for supporting fintech innovation. Mm. However, I do want to bring the discussion back to Singapore just for a moment. Specifically Mm. in Singapore, what kind of high-tech financial crime would you say is on the rise at this point? Again, it is borderless when it comes to the the high-tech aspect. And I think we had a lot of the data breach, the ransomware. There's also an increasing trend in ransomware. And all this, whether it's ransomware or data breach, eventually the, the cyber criminals will monetize their work through the collection of cryptocurrency. And, and again, because it, it is more like, on one hand, the ecosystem for fintech is getting more mature. But on the other hand, the, the supply chain or the ecosystems of the cyber cr- criminals are also excelling themselves. And, and so that, that's why it's forever an effort to manage the risk that is brought along by innovation. Hmm. Prof Lam, I got a, a bit of an off-the-cuff question um, and, and I'm trying to phrase it the best that I can. How difficult is it? Because you keep you, you keep talking about how cybercrime is borderless. I completely agree with you. But how difficult is it for innovations like what you've come up with in, in Project Bianco to work hand-in-hand with law enforcement agencies like Interpol, for example? Because there are physical borders that sometimes don't realize that cybercrime has no physical border. Mm. And that's why we find the need to work closely uh, with CFLO. On one hand, CFLO work on the analytics of the dark web as well as cryptocurrency transactions. And uh, eventually, all, all these things, as mentioned earlier, will, will be translated into uh, traditional transactions in order for the cyber criminals to monetize. And for that, that's why I mentioned earlier also that if we observe, let's say, a the cryptocurrency wallet being used in the dark web, right. we will also scan through the our uh, normal internet for leads, for hints about the the mentioning of uh, such cryptocurrency wallet address and or other related information, so that we can eventually look at get gather more information that is uh, related to that particular financial crime transaction so once we get back to the normal internet we know nowadays you get your 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 broadband you get your mobile network all with identity yeah so this is one way to help the law enforcement to eventually track down on the physical identity or the location of the cybercrime actor if we talk about this in the context of business, cybersecurity efforts within businesses, I mean, Singapore has decided to shift its posture from preventing threats to assuming IT systems have already been breached. So one might say, okay, that's a good posture to have. You'll always be prepared. But different organizations are at different stages of technological adoption. And each one would have a different appetite or budget to take on such projects. Some might say, do I really need all of this? And even when they admit they do, they might want a no-frills option. What are you doing to make adoption more palatable? Okay, this posture is what we call cyber resilience. That means no matter what, the threat will exist. And some more, the, the, the key issue is in our information systems. We don't build the entire thing by ourselves. We, it is set up with the assumption of certain trust with the vendor, with the supplier, because we are, we are unable to assure the, the correctness of every building block. 
so we we have to assume that certain loophole can potentially exist. And that's why the new posture is cyber resilience. And coming, so given this mindset, I think it's very important because at least we can educate cyberspace stakeholders to manage their expectations when they manage, when they connect their systems to the cyberspace. The most important is they shouldn't have a false sense of security. We have seen a lot of time that uh, organizations, they deploy certain cybersecurity technologies or, or products, and then they thought their system is very safe. But this is a, a sometimes a kind of a false sense of security because nowadays a lot of advanced cyber threats will tend to use what we call a, a collection of techniques in order to penetrate into a system. So it won't be just a single technique, one single path exploiting one single loophole. So at the end, and that's why the current trend of cybersecurity is to view it as a what we call systems engineering, because it is to look at the entire systems, not just one particular building block or one particular aspect of the system. And when we design the security architecture, we also need to adopt a systems thinking that is to look at how different cybersecurity technologies can be functioning together in a coordinated manner to try to manage the risk of being attacked. Yeah. So coming back to the point of cyber resilience, so all this this posture will help us better educate the stakeholders of from minimizing the false sense of security and uh, look at cybersecurity in a holistic manner. Mm, for sure, the bad guy is getting more and more creative. We've been speaking with Lam Kwok Yen, who is co-founder of Tao Express. Prof Lam, really appreciate your time this morning. Take care, stay safe. Thank you. Bye bye. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.